0: You're listening to Post Call, Frontline Health Stories, hosted with Dr. Anita Gupta. Today's guest is Dr. Shravni Durbakala. Dr. Shravni Durbakala is a board-certified interventional pain physician and anesthesiologist. She joined the faculty of Johns Hopkins School of Medicine in 2017, where she serves as a director of medical education for the Pain Treatment Center, the Program Director of the Multidisciplinary Pain Fellowship, and the Course Director of the School of Medicine Topics in Interdisciplinary Medicine Pain Curriculum. She created and produced the neuromodulation video curriculum called Pain Rounds, which is used by trainees across the country. She specializes in spinal cord stimulation, opioid management, and is passionate about innovating medical education in the rapidly advancing digital age. Currently, she's involved in several funded research projects and serves on multiple pain medicine committees, both within Johns Hopkins and nationally. She's been featured on national public radio for education innovation and was recently recognized by the British Medical Journal on International Women's Day. What are some of the most important um, ways individuals can, you know, stay active? Um, and manage their health. And, and before you tell us that, I, I really want you to dive deep into that, but I really want to hear about your work, um, what you're passionate about, um, and, and your work at Johns Hopkins.
1: Absolutely. So, um, you know, my passion is medical education, like you mentioned in a uh, very kind introduction there. Um, I'm all about finding ways to educate young people who maybe don't wanna necessarily listen to a lecture or um, learn in the traditional ways. So maybe they wanna learn by watching a video or watching something that's interactive or in the form of an interview. And that's kind of how I've structured my curriculum to, to be interactive and to appeal to people who are you know, millennials or the people who are in training right now. Um, so that's a big passion of mine. Um, and then also, obviously, um, as a pain physician, I deal with opioids a lot. So combating the opioid epidemic as much as I can as a clinician, and also from a policy standpoint. So I do run a course, as you mentioned, at Johns Hopkins. The idea being that if every single medical student hears this during their first year, why um, why chase the opioid crisis from the tail end if we can get it right from the beginning right in the beginning of training.
0: That's right. And such an important point you raise there about medical education and pain and and you know, do you feel that, you know, some of the work that you're doing that some of the millennials are, you know, making, you know, making impact or how do you feel about that and how how has pain
1: rounds, you know, really been part of that? I think, you know, from what I've seen there's been a significant uptake of pain rounds. I've been getting messages from fellowship directors, trainees around the country, saying how unique and innovative this curriculum is and how much they're enjoying learning about it, especially during the pandemic. It it happened to be there. Um, It was locked and loaded, ready to go. Uh, they seem to really like the episodes that are sort of gamified, uh, where, you know, we have one that's called Watch, Treat, or Operate, and you can kind of play along on the computer as we show you different pictures of different surgical wounds. So things like that were uh, extremely well received.
0: So that's that's really important. And, and you know, talking about gaining traction and, and getting people... Engaged, you know, this is such an important topic right now during the pandemic. People are really looking to really overcome some of the challenges right now of social isolation or mental health, um, just to keep them going while we're addressing the pandemic.
1: It is very challenging, and you know, it's interesting when they looked at some of the data from Wuhan, they saw that healthcare workers themselves were actually at some of the highest risk for psychological distress during quarantine or during the pandemic, but really the tips I have are applicable to everybody. So I'll start by saying, you know, like like you say, stay fit, stay active. So, you know, you can you can stream classes from your favorite gym. So maybe there's a gym in Manhattan and that isn't anywhere else in the world that you really like. Well, maybe take this opportunity to do a virtual class. Or if you like bar, like myself, I used to go to bar classes every day. I ordered a standing bar for the home off of Amazon for about a hundred bucks. And I streamed some classes uh, from my laptop projected to my smart TV. And that's been great for me. You can do the same with Pilates or yoga. And of course go for walks. You know, the outdoors is, is great. Just be, sure to make sure, um, just be sure to maintain social distance when you do this. Wear a mask if you can. Wash your hands when you come home for 20 seconds with warm water and soap after.
0: You know, excellent tips. And, you know, talking about staying active, you know, I think this is so important right now. A lot of people are beginning to stream classes and, and they're, they're working out at home. I mean, are you, are you hearing from your patients that this is one of the ways that they're staying connected? I mean, what are your thoughts on
1: that? So a lot of my patients are doing the virtual yoga. They're doing virtual physical therapy, actually. So some of the physical therapists are offering this opportunity, which has been great for them. Um, It's not exactly the same thing, but it's certainly, you know, it's certainly um, a form of still obtaining that kind of mentorship as you exercise, if you want to say. And I think for my patients, another thing that's been really helpful has been meditation apps. Um, Some of them are free right now. Uh, You know, Deepak Chopra and Oprah have one and they have 21 Days of Hope. So that's free. And that's an app that you can download quite easily. Headspace is another one that's really popular for healthcare providers right now. It is free during the pandemic. Um, And as I mentioned before, you know, there's yoga online and things like that as well. Great. I mean, mindfulness is is so important right now
0: for people, not only for their own, uh, you know, Staying connected, but also just to ground them, you know, and and just positivity. And so I really appreciate that. So, one of the things that I know you mentioned was, you know, to really stay on top of individuals' health is
1: to stay connected. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, just because we can't physically see each other gathering groups, it doesn't mean that we can't talk to people. So, virtual happy hours. Virtual check-ins, phone calls, video calls with family friends. this is great. I mean, really, we should cherish the time that we have right now to do this because people are at home. they're less busy than they are you know in their normal lives, so it's a great time to connect with that family member that maybe you haven't talked to in a year or haven't really gotten the opportunity to catch up with. And you know people are doing even virtual birthday parties, galas. I had friends you know who were black tie outfits and then got together and did a gala (laughs) on their computer. Um, And even weddings, you know, are happening during this time virtually. So it's all possible.
0: It's wonderful. And I mean, do you hear feedback that, you know, being a doctor who's treating people really chronic pain? I mean, do you feel that during some of your follow ups that many of these patients feel that they're getting connected, that they're finding benefit from these kind of connections virtually, whether they're using Zoom or any other type of Uh, application. uh, You know, I want to hear your thoughts on that.
1: I think so. And I encourage it, especially because I see patients virtually right now. So when I see them virtually over the screen, it makes me smile. I see them smiling and then I just remind them, I, I tell them some of my tips and ask them, are you connecting with family and friends? Are you, you know, linking in with your support network? And a lot of them say, yes, you know, they're finding ways to do that.
0: Great. Yeah. Telemedicine has been wonderful. Um, for healthcare providers right now, really to keep people connected and going. So, you know, talking about, you know, connecting, you know, what what are your thoughts on mental health right now? You know, and and what what can individuals do? You know, I mean, outside of doing meditation apps, which many, as you mentioned already, such as Headspace, I know there's one Calm um, and there's many others that are out there right now give our listeners some tips, you know, on what they can do, you know, in, in focusing on self-care.
1: I'd like to emphasize creating some kind of routine for yourself that helps you structure all this time at home and stay productive. Um, and that's really a kind of a nice thing. If you if you know you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to make your favorite coffee, that's something to look forward to. If you know the next thing is going to be a phone call to your mom or, Know your your friend. That's something else to look forward to, and just kind of have the structure of what you're going to do for your day, and that helps you organize and feel better about yourself. So that's one thing. Another thing would be to really focus on yourself. You know, is there something you always wanted to do but didn't have the time to do? Is it creating a piece of art, making a blog? Is it reading or publishing a paper? For me, I you know took the time to publish a paper, um, or is it recording music? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have a, a guitar at home or a piano and um, do you want to record that? So use the opportunity to do something different. Time's really a luxury and we don't, we don't get it all the time. So let's just take advantage of it. Also, a lot of individuals have turned
0: to vitamins and looking at different types of things. I mean, what are your thoughts on that right now? Just diet, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on vitamins and supplements?
1: Well, the best thing to do is, you know, eat healthy, try to get your vitamins from your actual food if you can. Maybe challenge yourself to try a new diet, whether that's vegetarianism or veganism or paleo or something else, um, which is kind of fun. And it's a good challenge, I think, for yourself and for your body during this time and your discipline, right? Um, other than that, you know, I take vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D, and a multivitamin every day. And those things, there's some evidence that they can possibly boost your immunity. So those are all good things to do. And I think they make you feel good. That's that's great advice. And, you know, any other tips that you think are really important right now for our listeners at home? I would say, you know, one last thing, make sure you get your sleep. So... Mm. that's that's essential practice good sleep hygiene you know you can look up sleep hygiene tips online there's lots of websites with them try to get your sleep get your rest and um, wake up fresh the next morning
0: thank you i think these are really really important and i you know sleep is restorative and it can be healing and, and very very important point that you're making Right now is a very challenging time for individuals in small business, and as even today, there was an unemployment rate that is going up, and, and it's really concerning. Being a professional working at a large institution like Johns Hopkins, you know, and someone that yourself has been very successful in your work and, and developing an educational curriculum, I would love to hear, you know, for our listeners, you know, some of the strategies or ways that you have overcome challenges um, that have been critical to your success, whether it be mentorship um, or a story. Because I think that could be very insightful for individuals who are trying to get out of the challenges of their small businesses right now, or maybe thinking about creating a new business. Uh, And I think it would be great to hear your thoughts.
1: Well, look, so you don't need a degree necessarily to do something innovative. So that was something I learned. I wanted to create this curriculum. I really had no knowledge of media, no media training at all. Um, no knowledge of how to create a curriculum, right? But you can do things by utilizing the resources around you, whether that's tapping into different mentors. So it takes a village, right? You're not necessarily gonna have one mentor who can teach you everything, but you may have different mentors for different things and they come together and give you all of the resources that you need or the motivation or the encouragement to get you out there to do whatever it is you wanna do. So just because you're taking on something that maybe you don't have a professional degree to do, it doesn't mean you can't do it and that you can't do it effectively. The other thing is that if you're doing something new and different. Other people don't always immediately jump on board because maybe it's something they've never heard of, or it's something that hasn't been seen before. It's not established, but that doesn't mean that they won't over time. Um, stay true to your purpose and your goals and um, have a good heart. And truly, if you have the good, right intentions and you put the hard work forward, you will succeed. And I truly believe that
0: you'll truly succeed. And I I really believe that if there's a will, there's a way. And uh, I really, really appreciate your insight today. This is Dr. Shravni Drabakala from Johns Hopkins University with us today on Health Logic. You can contact her at Shrovni, S-H-R-A-V-A-N-I-D underscore M-D on Twitter. And uh, you can check out painrounds.org as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Drabakala, for your insights, your tips. Uh, on managing health during the pandemic. Thanks, Dr. Gupta. Thank you for joining Post Call. Frontline health stories impacting society today. Hosted by Dr. Anita Gupta.